Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Fiction. Science fiction. Horror. Fantasy. Crime. LGBT. Thriller. You have now entered the House of Mystery with your hosts, Eric Shapiro, David North Martino, John Copenhaver, and Al Warren. FM Riverside and 1050 AM Palm Springs. Welcome into the House of Mystery, and of course, I'm Al Warren and Mr. Mr. Karate Baseball <laughs> Sports Icon David yeah. Martino is co-hosting. <laughs> I'm only on here because they thought I was a baseball player. Well, if you <laughs> baseball and karate and all that, you're you're like you're yeah. an icon in the sports world. I am, and yeah, I am. Yeah, I am. yeah, they all yeah. look to you. Um, yeah, it's true. They come, doing the stick, come for advice, and yeah, yeah. you should be happy. <laughs> I'm, I'm just, I'm thrilled. I, I just can't, I can't believe I'm working with such uh, a star. <laughs> and here I am, you know, working and yeah. I wish I had your talent. <laughs> Boy. Oh, man. Anyway, well, here we go. Let's just jump into this. We've got a, um, I think uh, we'll call him a horror writer, but there's probably a little bit more detail to this than that. Um, so let's bring him in, uh, Mr. Aaron Liebold. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. Aaron, so uh, look at you. You've you've uh, got a book out now, and you're doing uh, writing now and all this stuff, and it's kind of a little bit later in your life as well. It's not something that you – you're not like a 20-year-old or something. Uh, um, yep. uh, so what happened to make you start writing at, a, at like an older age? Um, I think, like, I've always loved writing. Like, when I was, like, a, a, in high school and stuff, I used to write a lot of, like, lyrics and that kind of thing. It was never – I always liked, like, story writing, but never really thought about doing it. Um, so it was always, like, music. And then uh, I kind of gave up on that sometime in my 20s and went back to school and uh, was an addictions counselor for a lot of years. Uh, did that for about eight years. And um, I just started feeling like I needed something different. And, like, my education wasn't really good enough to, like, go much other, like, go further in it. And it was just, like, I don't know, it was just kind of a rock and a hard place. I needed something to, like, feel, like, to focus on. And uh, I just kind of, for some reason, decided that I wanted to try actually writing a book. And uh, once I did one, then I'm like, okay, this is kind of my focus. So um i kind of generally just tend to like to have one thing that i'm mainly focusing on like in you know as my main thing in life and um that's kind of where writing is right now so 
yeah, that's sort of how I went into it. Yeah. Um, so with your history, like addiction counselor and all that sort of stuff, do you, um, do you put a lot of that into your book, into your characters? Uh, the very first book that I wrote uh, isn't actually published, and it's like basically exactly about that. It's about like the life of someone who struggles with addiction and kind of, you know, like some of those people that you can see and be like, how in the hell did you get to that point? It's sort of like a book kind of explaining, showing like someone's life and how they could get to that point, basically. Um, yeah, so that was the first one. I haven't done anything with that one yet. Um, I think it still needs some editing and stuff. It was the first thing I ever wrote, so um, needs work. So, like genocide, genocide. It looks like it came out March first of twenty twenty two here. Um, tell us a little bit about that. Um, it was actually released originally in twenty twenty. It was the first one I ever had published, and uh, the publisher that it was with is no longer in business. And um, James from Gloomhouse and I have been uh, pretty good friends. Uh, we met through writing, and we've worked with different publishers and that kind of stuff together. And then um, he ended up starting his own publishing company, and I was like, you know, like my book has no home. And he's like, I love that book, so. Uh, he helped me. We gave it a new facelift. He gave it another edit and had a new cover made for it. And uh, very grateful for, for him having that back out uh, kind of at a time when I feel like I needed it. Yeah. So what's the novel about? Like, tell, tell people like uh, listeners what they could get. What do they expect to get when they pick up Genocide? Um, it's kind of like two parts. So like the the first half of it is basically like kind of more sad and frustrating. It's like a character that gets... Uh, basically like sold into sex slavery and that kind of stuff and it's really it's kind of heavy so there's um then the second half basically he gets away and goes after all the people that were involved so like the first half is is more like kind of heartbreaking and the second half is like more extremely violent so that's kind of where it i don't know i mean it, it falls under the horror category but i don't know if i'd really call it horror like i don't i just i never really knew what genre to fit in and um horror are kind of my people so i don't maybe psychological horror i don't really know what you'd call it but um that's kind of a general rundown of it yeah well it it, it almost sounds like a thriller or suspense yeah you know could, crime suspense crime maybe yeah like there's some pretty brutal like death scenes and like in the second half like it's pretty graphic but like i don't know if you consider that horror or not or just violent like i don't know right like yeah yeah, it's really hard to to capture that because it seems it can cross the line. It depends how horrific the deaths are and how terrifying it is. I guess I, you know I don't get it. You know I'm an old man, so um, <laughs> it used to be just it was either sci-fi comedy or <laughs> police detective. So I don't I don't know. This is kind of there's so many things now that uh, did you have a point that you wanted people to take away from this sort of a story? Um, I just like to write things that kind of make people think. And um, the original concept of the story was actually that it was going to be a sequel to that first book that I was telling you about the addiction thing. And it was sort of a bigger picture thing about like coming back to earth and like, and I scrapped that whole idea. So it does, it's not really relevant, but that was kind of the original, like I need a, a life that's pretty much the most difficult life I could think of. And that was kind of the, what started it. Um but as far as like meaning, like I kind of just like to let people interpret what they want out of it as well. But I just like to try to write things in a way that make people sort of think and give them the opportunity to be able to interpret things from it, right? So yeah. if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. No, it's, it, that's, that's a good way of doing it sometimes. It's rather than direct someone, you know. How did, how did writing this um, 
change you? Um, I think it like, I'm pretty proud of that book. So I think it changed. I mean, I've always kind of had like during addictions counseling, I had to work on myself a lot. So like I worked a lot on self-esteem and confidence and like all that kind of stuff. But like having a book out that I actually am proud of and I actually have people read and be like, you know, that's really good. And like actually like mean it, like not just like family and friends that are like, you know what I mean? Oh yeah, that's really good. Like people that actually like think it's really good. I think that, I don't know, it just gives you a different take on things. It makes you feel like you like found something that's yours that you can do and feel good about. And you know what I mean? I'm motivated and I like it. And it's, you know, I've met a lot of really cool people. I mean, I'm sitting here talking to you guys. Like I wouldn't be doing that if I hadn't got to this point. Right. So. Absolutely. <laughs> well, you know, you, you said you were writing a, a music and I, I guess lyrics and stuff before this. Um, do, do you feel that helped you in, in creating prose fiction uh, with the, I guess the musicality of of uh, you know creating music and then and then putting it into uh, prose. Um, I think it was never. I was never good at music, and I don't think I ever really wanted to admit that to myself. Like the writing was the only part that I was really passionate about, and what really uh. kept going. Like when I think about it, like going back, like I've learned more about like writing and like the industry and like all the business element of it than I ever did with music. And I was like, I, I, I just wasn't really that into it. I didn't even know like about timing and I couldn't sing. And like, there was so much about it that was like, why am I still doing this? But it was like, I kept pushing forward. And part of it was just like the message and like the, the writing and like that kind of thing. Right. So right. like with writing, I kind of found like, this is actually my talent. Like I made a CD once upon a time and I listened to it and it's embarrassing. Like I won't show <laughs> I'm really glad I before YouTube or else, you know what I mean? Like, I'm just like, but with my books, I'm proud of it. It's like, you know, kind of shows me that, you know, my passion was there, but it was just misguided. And now that it's found where it's supposed to be, I can actually feel confident about it, right? Wow. Um, so now your main character in this genocide book, um, how did you create that character? Where does that character come from? And, and how is your relationship with your character someone like that uh when i first started writing like uh if you've actually read genocide there's no the character doesn't have a name and uh it doesn't i i really did my best to try to be as vague as possible about certain things of the main character so that the reader could interpret it as they wanted you know what i mean that was kind of my idea and as i'm kind of going along with writing it's like that's not really something that i've got to be putting more detail into like that kind of stuff but i thought it was kind of a cool idea to like leave it sort of open to as interpretation as possible. You know what I mean? So like, as you're reading it, like whatever ethnicity you are or whatever, you know, wherever you're from or wherever you could imagine that that's where the story is taking place and what the character kind of looks like. Right. Right. How, how do you experience your characters? Are you a writer that, um, hears the characters in your mind, uh, for, for like your dialogue or do you more, uh, visualize, and and see uh, the story unfold uh, in your mind's eye? I think a bit of both. Again, like going back to being an addictions counselor, like 90% of being an addictions counselor is empathy. Like you have people come in from all kinds of different areas with all kinds of different sad stories. And to be able to really help them, you have to put yourself in their position, right? Like mm -hmm. not like worry for them, but like understand them. Right. So it's like kind of doing that with like fictional characters. It's like taking a character and like creating a scenario and really putting myself in that position and kind of using those skills that I created in like real life in a fictional sort of way to represent like like what I'm seeing in my head, right? I don't know if that makes sense, but Well. Absolutely. So 
when when you do a character like that, do you do you actually um, well, how do I, do you do you tell the character what to do, or do, do you have one of those relationships where the character tells you? Um, I I kind of like don't plot my entire book. Like I'll plot like a chunk ahead. I have an idea as to what's going to happen, and then sometimes I'll like leave loose ends as I go, and then when I get to the next spot, it's like what's happened, the characters sort of kind of let me know, like, okay, this is the next thing that's going on, and that's why this loop, loophole was laughter, that's, like, and things tend to tie together, like, it's almost like I do a chunk at a time, and, like, it reveals itself to me as I go, which is, I don't know, it's kind of fun, because it's exciting, like, there's sometimes where I'll, like, write a book, and I don't know how it's going to end, or I don't know, like, what the next step is going to be, but, like, as you go further and further, it just gets more and more exciting, as it's like, oh, that makes sense, and that's why I left that, and that's why, like, it, I don't know, it just falls together. It's it's pretty cool. Now, do you find you're you're pretty happy with what you've got now? Uh, would you go back and change anything? Uh, genocide, I actually did. It was I wrote it like I said in 2020, and uh, I was still new, so like this, my actual writing skill was not as good as it. You know what I mean? Once I'd written a couple more books, and then I went back and looked at that, I'm like, actually, I got a one negative review on Amazon, and I was like, instead of being like, ah, screw that, and I was like look at what they said and I went back and I'm like you know what they're right like when my very very first edition of that book it's like I was trying to sound smarter than I was or trying to use words that didn't necessarily need to be there you know what I mean like it could have been simplified for and so I went back and rewrote the entire book and then the one that's out now is like the rewrite and I'm much happier with it than I was when I first wrote it um yeah well that's good I mean that's good that you were able to do that and you're happy now you know in a sense um so what do you got coming up next you got something else coming out soon don't you you were saying in august here uh yeah uh it's called born sick um it's with uh dnt publishing um it's about like kind of like a couple of uh messed up doctors so it's uh it was a pretty fun one too uh it'll be coming out uh, i don't know the amazon date i think the end of august um there's a platform called godless that sells uh, ebooks and stuff and it's coming out on godless august 5th wow well, that's good. So what what can people expect from that book? What are they going to get? Um, that one is a little bit more like just sort of twisted, like horror-y kind of like, I don't know. It was kind of more just a fun one to write. I had the idea for it and kind of ran with it. So, um, yeah, it's just about like two doctors and their families and it kind of goes back and forth between like the life they're living now and then it goes like chapter by chapter, like back to med school, like when they met and like kind of explains how they became friends and like, all that sort of stuff. So how they became okay with each other's weirdness and that kind of thing. So, uh, oh, so when you do something like that, where, where do you do your research or is it just all come from your own experience and mind? I mean, the internet's pretty great these days, right? Like if I, um, if I have an idea or something, I want to make sure that it's factual, right? Especially when you're talking about doctors and med school and stuff like that. Like if I, I just like, I don't, I, I purposely try to like not put in too much that I have to like back up with facts, but like obviously you can't help it. So anything that I put in there that's, you know, I try to just make sure that it's, that I'm actually, you know, <laughs> talking about things that are right and not, you know, not just talking out of my ass. So where do you see yourself going with all this? Um, I don't know. I mean, just forward, really. I just want to kind of keep doing it. Like I have a job and stuff like that. So like I'm not trying to, I'm not banking on writing. I just really love it. So. I mean, as it stands, I, I mean, it's been like kind of a rough year. I went through a separation and moved out, and like my world has kind of been upside down. So I'm just kind of getting back into writing again now. Um, and it's therapeutic for me. I just have to like really stay consistent at it. 
I mean, my goal obviously would be to get like a bigger, get an agent and like go forward and that kind of stuff. But um, if it doesn't happen, it's not going to stop me. Wow. So do you stay in contact with people that read your books or do you like, or fans or anybody like that? Do you have like a website or social media that you like people to find you on? Um, I've been working on a website, but it's still not even live yet. Um, I just talk to people kind of through Facebook and stuff. I have an author page, uh, which is my name. And then I have, uh, my Instagram is, uh, air labeled author. Um, I have a Twitter, but I don't really use it. Just, um, and then my just regular Facebook page. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I keep in touch with people. Like I've met a lot of really cool people, like through this community, like other horror authors. And like, I guess that I've worked with a few different publishers and stuff like that. So other writers for those publishers and that kind of stuff. I've met a lot of really cool people. What influences you? Um, I think just life in general and like trying to, I'm still kind of trying to find out like how to take some of the things that are important to me and, and put them into a story, like to put it into a song or something like that. It's like, you know what I mean? Not that long. You know, you can put in quite a bit of emotion and quite a quite a strong statement into a short period piece, right? But like, to do it into a book is kind of what I'm trying to like still find the balance of, right? Like, some of my books are just like fun and they're cool to write, and like, but I'm trying to like find my balance as to like how I can really say some of the things that I want to say through prose, right? And I think it's just going to take practice, and uh, and it's fun, so I'm okay with that. <laughs> yeah. Well, would you, do you have any uh, favorite? horror authors yourself or horror writers or television people or anything like that? Do you have any that you like to watch or listen to? Oh yeah. Like Wes Craven was, is like my favorite. Like he did a lot of like the older stuff that he did was like, I think he did some groundbreaking work. Like um, last house on the left was like, came out like pretty a long time ago, late seventies, early eighties, I think. And it was pretty for the time, like pretty shocking. Like nowadays, I mean, the thing with horror nowadays is that it's just so like so much has been done, right? It's so hard to find anything new as far as horror goes, and I think that's why I try to like, you know, look at more psychological or like things that make you like. My work is kind of grounded in reality, and I kind of like things that are grounded in reality. But I'm also like cool with like you know slasher stuff, like Hellraisers and Halloweens, and like I like all the all the classic stuff as well. But um, yeah, yeah, it's good to get mixed up. Well. Yeah. It's interesting. So now we're going to have some of your contact information up on our website and people can come find you and your books, you know. And, uh, of course, we're talking about genocide here. And our guest is Aaron Libold. Thank you for coming on the show. I appreciate you having me. Tired of wasting time trying to decide what to watch on your streaming service? Go to our website and look for the Martino Movie Reviews. You've been listening to the House of Mystery radio show. To find out more about our guests, hosts, or shows, go to www.houseofmystery.com. Show's over for now. Was it as good for you as it was for me? Well, good night. This has been a production of Something Weird Media. I'll be back. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowlin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowlin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlinBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. You've been listening to the House of Mystery radio show. To find out more about our guests, hosts, or shows, go to www.houseofmystery.com. Show's over for now. Was it as good for you as it was for me? Well, good night. This has been a production of Something Weird Media. I'll be back.